Gambo. Afternoons 2 till 6 on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. John Gambadero, Dave Burns, hanging out with you on this Tuesday afternoon. We're about 48 hours away from the Cardinals on Thursday Night Football, taking on the Saints, a game that's going to be televised on Amazon Prime. And joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line, a member of the Prime Video Crew, Thursday Night Football analyst, former Super Bowl champ with the Rams, talking about Andrew Whitworth, who's joining us here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Andrew, I'm Dave. This is Gambo. Welcome to the show. We appreciate your time tonight. Thank you. Dave and Gambo, appreciate you having me, man. Looking forward to it. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Congratulations on a successful transition. You guys are a lot of fun to watch on Thursday Night Football. Looks like you guys are really enjoying each other's company at halftime and post game and everything. Yeah, you know what? It makes it easy when you love the people you're working with, and I think we hit it off pretty quickly. I mean, Fitzpatrick and I played together way back in our careers, uh, long before some of his journeys uh, at the quarterback position. And then, uh, you know, Richard and I had a lot of competition over the years in the division, out of it. Um, you know, always thought they were both tremendous players. So it, it hit it off really fast for us, being guys that just currently got out. And then, obviously, when you get to work with Tony Gonzalez, the Hall of Famer himself, uh, it makes it pretty easy and pretty cool to be on sitting on the, on the set with him and Carissa has always been amazing at what she does so it's, it's been a fun group to sit on that uh, booth with and we seem to have a good time that's for sure and we're just getting started we can't wait to keep loosening it up we've been yeah trying- now you're listen you're a rising star there's no doubt about that usually it's the quarterbacks or the the wide receivers or the tight ends but having the big left tackle offensive lineman come in and be great in this it, it's fun man I'm happy for you and we're enjoying it Oh, I appreciate it, man. It's a lot of fun. I mean, you know, there's not there's not much out there for the offensive linemen getting a chance to talk about the game they love and the passion they have for it. And I know really from our perspective, I mean, you think about it in the game, I mean, probably the quarterback is, is next to, you know, they're first and we're probably second as far as who needs to know the most on the field all the time on the offensive side of the ball. So it's, it's going to be fun to kind of be a part of that. And some of the guys have gotten into it. Uh, to represent the big fellows, I can't wait, man. Bring a little juice, a little energy, and have a good time. So from your perspective then, as a former competitor, as a former division rival, what, what we've been trying to get to the bottom of it. What is wrong with the Cardinals' offense right now from your perspective? Yeah, you know, you look at it. I mean, it's it's one of those things I can even remember playing them. It's, it's like, you know, you see them move the football. You see them do things, you know, well in a good clip. And it seems like when they get a first down and they kind of get a groove going, and it's almost like, you know, like that bowling ball. Once it gets rolling, they're kind of tough. And then it, it just always seems like there's a red zone issue there. Like there's just something they end up, you know, some kind of thing where you self-inflicted wound, something you make a mistake on where you get down to the red zone and you just don't end up with touchdowns that back up all the yards that you're producing every week. I think for me, it's really how can they hone down on how can we be more efficient in the red zone, you know, not give the ball away, not have negative plays down there that back us up. Because when you get inside that 20, inside that 10, the space is limited and the defense can condense things. And so you you can't have negative yards. You can't have negative plays. And the bottom line is you need somebody to go make a play. And this week, if they get DeAndre Hopkins back, there's your guy to go make that one-on-one catch because that's what he's always been able to do. And that's what you need in the red zone. And you really see in offenses across the league that don't have that guy. They seem to struggle unless they can come up with gadgets and run plays that work down there. You played them three times last year, Andrew. And then for the first time in a long time, they actually beat you guys. They beat you pretty good. The other two times you yep. you handled your business. But what do you remember about about your loss to them when they beat you guys 37-20? It was kind of early in the season. That was their 
fourth game. They were 4-0. and uh, You guys were undefeated going into that game, too. But what do you remember about why they were so successful in that game against you? Well, I think you look at it. I mean, outside of points, the number one factor in the NFL of whether you really win, lose games is turnovers. And we turned the ball over twice early in that game, a fumble and an interception on our first drive and yeah, and one of our first drives. And so it, it really, when you start behind the eight ball against them early in the year, it just seems like the Cardinals play with an extra speed and tempo to their offense. And you see some of those things come out that catches defenses off, off a little bit. And they were able to do that to us. We turned the ball over. They were hot on offense. And then we just couldn't get it together and kept kind of doing the exact thing I talked about with them, just self-inflicting wounds, penalties, things were backing us up, just inefficient football. And I think to me that that was one of the best I've seen them play, and you really saw them that year. That got them going. And then as soon as they lost DeAndre Hopkins and really he gets out and you lose some of those, hey, I got a guy, I can just give it to him. It doesn't matter if he's covered or not. I can give him chances. It just started to take away the confidence. And people would be shocked how much confidence and momentum really matters in the NFL. And, it, and it's just you can just see the difference in the teams that are playing with it. And it seemed like last year when they lost him, the confidence went down and it snowballed into things where they started playing less efficient. It's something they were already doing well. And right now, I don't. I feel like they've moved the ball. They've had some moments, but they haven't truly found that swagger and that confidence that exists in their offense when it's rolling at its best. No, their offense is completely broken, and we're shocked here. Like, how could you be so reliant on just one player? And especially when you knew early that you weren't going to have Hopkins, how do you go the entire offseason and not really devise an offense that could succeed without him? That's the thing that's just baffling us here. It's just they, they've got three points in the first quarter of all these games this year. They cannot get going early in games. Yeah, and this offense is really built on the ability to start fast is what they were doing so well. I mean, you look at Cliff's first couple of years with them and with Kyler, it just everything with him has been these early explosions. He's always been able to kind of get off to quicker starts and that kind of, you were like, oh man, this whole day could be like this because he gets confidence and he gets that, that swagger going and then, and then they just start keeping that tempo going on you. I mean, that's always what you're worried about them is if they get their tempo, they get first downs, you know, they love to get up on the ball and speed it up on you. And so I think you really look at it just for whatever reason, they just have not been able to come out and be on all cylinders and firing and and I think you look at Kyler it's like he's starting to use his legs even more so I would say and not trusting some of the things in front of him and it's just how do you get the quarterback confident to just let's convert let's make some plays early in the downs of of getting the ball out of my hand and not having to roll on my legs but get that confidence and the belief to trust my receivers trust our, our routes trust the things our coaches call them and for Cliff to keep working for things that are helping them be successful early you know you see a couple teams across the league that are struggling you almost it's a common thing first quarter they're getting behind immediately Andrew Whitworth from Amazon Prime Video, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo Show, Thursday Night Football Analyst. Being a, an offensive standout for as long as you were, I, I'm curious to get your, your perspective on this. There's been some talk the last day or so about the play calling and, and whether Cliff would be willing to to give that up in an effort to spark the offense. He said yesterday on our radio station that absolutely that'd be something he'd consider if he thought it would help. Given your background as an offensive player in this league, how difficult would that be at this stage in the season to transition to a different play caller on offense if that's what they decide to do. 
You know, I think it's tough for me. I, you know, it's like I've, I've had different callers. You know, obviously been with Sean. I've been with a bunch of guys in Cincinnati that we had from Jay Gruden and Bob Radikowski and Hugh Jackson. Um, a lot of really good guys. And, and I think the tough part of that is, is when you think about you're having a negative season, I know fans are like, hey, give it to somebody else. Give them a try. But if you really think about NFL football, it's, it's about every week being willing to take on adversity and go have success together and believe in one another. And I don't know if it creates the right light for the guy who's calling the plays to say, you know what, I'm going to step out of the way in this adverse time and kind of put it on somebody else. I think it's almost like, hey, if you really think that if he personally thought, I'm just not seeing it, I'm not feeling it, I think it's a personal decision. But I think from a team perspective, it's like, you know what, I'm right here in it with you. I need to improve. You guys need to improve, and I'll be better for you. And, and I think that, that it's one of those things he almost has to hunker down and just say, I'm in this with you guys. We've got to all figure this out together, and let's keep moving forward and find a way to crack through this adversity together. Let me ask you about the struggles of your old team, the Rams, with Matthew, with the interceptions, the, the offensive line, the amount of sacks that he's taken, different team without you, without OBJ, without Von Miller. What are you seeing as the, with the struggles of your former team? Yeah, I mean, you look at their health up front, it's been horrific. I mean, you really, you know, I mean, the last couple of weeks, they, they even played with the center, Jeremiah Colonna, who I love to death, but, you know, is a guy who was on practice squad, really never on the roster much, and honestly had never taken a snap with Matthew Stafford until he got entered in the game with a second center going down a couple of weeks ago. So uh, it's one of those things that as soon as you start to lose that camaraderie up front, the, the cohesiveness of the communication, all those things, and then his interior guards, both guys beside him getting hurt, now all of a sudden you got new guys all over the place. The communication, you're limited as a play caller, as a quarterback. You're about there. He's gotten shelled over the last couple weeks. I mean, I don't know who can sit back there and have a whole lot of confidence. And let's be real, they're built to drop back pass and sit in the gun and let Matthew Stafford throw the football. And when you can't do that because you're not protecting the quarterback, it just creates a lot of what in the crap do we do now because this is how we've built this offense. And, you know, them not having a running game, you know, it's not been good. It's been, it's been awful in the running game. But that's not really who they built themselves to be. And so it's like almost you can't blame them for not doing that because they took an approach to throw the football a lot. And so far, because of the linemen getting hurt and being beat up up front it has not been productive for them to sit back in the pocket and try and throw the football andrew really appreciate your insight thanks for coming on for a few safe travels and uh, we appreciate it hope to catch up with you again hey i appreciate it anytime thank y'all thanks andrew